from within. Two wore beads and had scarf-wrapped heads. The third wore a backward trucker cap. Typical streetwear, nothing special. Then Jack noticed that all three carried short, shiny machetes and looked out for blood. When Rico leaned out the front passenger window and screamed something in Spanish, Jack got the picture. He turned and ran. Last fall, he'd been leading an uncomplicated life as a cash-paid landscaper gardener, the lone gringo among Dominican immigrants and a five-man crew for two paisanos landscaping. Rico, a member of that crew, came to view Jack as a rival for his leadership position. Pre-Jack, he'd been the boss's go-to guy. After Jack joined, Giovanni Pastorelli came to depend more and more on Jack because they shared English as a first language. The seething Rico began to ride Jack, most times via colorful Dominican insults that went beyond Jack's rudimentary Spanish, occasionally punctuated by a push or a bump. Jack realized the problem but didn't see what he could do about it, so he let it ride for months until the day Rico culminated a week of relentless heckling with a sucker punch to the jaw. Jack still didn't remember much of what happened next. Apparently, he flashed into berserker mode, launching a Hell's Angels-style counterattack so vicious it left him in shock, and a battered Rico coiled on the ground, clutching a ruined knee. The other Dominicans were Rico's buddies who used machetes to clear brush. The boss, Giovanni, fearing Jack would end up with one of those blades in his back, had fired him for his own safety. It should have ended there, but for some reason it hadn't. Giovanni had mentioned the link to a machete-wielding street gang called DDP, Dominicans Don't Play, and told Jack he'd better get himself a gun. Jack had bought that gun but didn't have it on him now. He'd only stepped out to grab some lunch, for Christ's sake. Jack raced west, putting some distance between himself and his pursuers. He glanced over his shoulder and noticed the three matons after him all wore baggy gangsta jeans halfway down their asses. That had to slow them down. He recognized the one in the trucker cap, Ramon, from Giovanni's landscaping crew. But the other two were strangers. DDP members? Why wasn't Rico, the guy with the biggest grudge among them? Had he gone in another direction trying to flank him? Couldn't think about that now. Subway entrance ahead near 8th Avenue. That van could be in motion, complicating things. Best to get off the street. A subterranean wind blew against his face as he scrambled down the white-tiled gullet into the token area. Train arriving. No time for a token and no transit cop in sight, so he waved to the attendant as he raced past the booths, hopped atop the turnstile and leaped across. Good luck to his pursuers trying a turnstile hop in those saggy pants. The fetid gale was stronger here, flowing up from the subway platforms one level below. A downtown sign hung above a stairway to his left, uptown over another to his right. He didn't care which direction he went. All he wanted was to go, go, go. The big question, where was the train arriving? Uptown or downtown side? The wind began to die with the tortured scree of train brakes. Where, where, where? The sound echoed from all directions, but seemed louder from the left. Without breaking stride, he veered toward the downtown sign. As he pelted down the stairs, he saw the train pull to a stop below. An A train. Great. Get on that and he could take it all the way to Far Rockaway if he wished.
The loose weekend crowd on the platform gravitated toward the train as the door slid back. Jack darted among the travelers, debating whether to take the train or climb the next set of stairs back up and crouch near the top while his pursuers boarded the train in search of him. Then he saw a rag-topped face peer over the railing. No dummies, these matons. And they move fast despite their potato sack jeans. The guy on the steps let out a high-pitched howl as Jack raced by. The arriving passengers had left the train and hit the stairs by then. Jack reached the third set and faked going up a few steps, then leaped over the rail and through the subway doors just as they started to close. The DDP or closest behind him didn't make it. He jabbed his machete through the crack, barely missing Jack. It had black symbols carved into its chrome surface. He tried to use it to pry open the doors, but the train had started moving and that wasn't going to happen. Ramon.